Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1993's Who's The Man? Alright guys, welcome to the show. I will be talking about Who's the Man from 1993. But first off, let's talk about the things I've watched this week. It's two things I watched this week. I watched Coming to America. We gotta do the emphasis on the two. And I watched the WandaVision finale. Uh, Let's talk about Coming to America first. I was able to watch uh, Coming to America because my wife has an Amazon subscription because I bought her a Kindle. So that was the, the reason I was able to watch Coming to America but let's talk about let's let's talk about this movie uh let, let's talk about like the controversy with this movie i really that's what i really want to get into because i'm really not gonna get into the movie that much because a movie a movie's a movie you know and like i'm not really like doing a review i'm just talking let's just talk about like the controversy behind this movie there were a lot of people a lot of people online and like i've seen people on facebook I've seen reviewers on YouTube, like, they're really split 50-50 on this movie. This is, <laughs> this movie is just as polarizing as Wonder Woman 1984 was, because it's not like the original movie. Now, coming to, if you're, if you come into, coming to America, thinking you're going to see the movie from 1988 you're sadly mistaken you know and i think that's what a lot of people thought i think that was the people that are complaining about this movie i think that's what they thought they thought they were gonna come in they thought they were gonna see what happened in 1988 and just like rehashed and that's not what you got that's not what you got and i think uh people gotta understand the 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 sensitive times that we're living in a lot of the shit that they did it coming to America in 1988. They can't do now. They can't do it. That's why there was a tinge of feminism in here. Girl power. There was a tinge of girl power in this movie. Uh, there was a tinge of... Because uh, even like the barbers. One of the barbers. The one of the barbers that Eddie Murphy... The, per, the barber that Eddie Murphy plays. He had like a joke about... Uh, his uh grandson becoming a granddaughter or something something like that he was like because like he was saying pretty much saying that he has a he's a transgender uh grandchild you know there was a joke about it they made a little joke about it i thought it was funny but um yeah there's a lot of things you can't there's a lot of things you can't do in coming to america now that you could do then you know like it's a different time i know it sucks but you know i know we got to change with the times, man. Because um, I think even Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were talking about there were a lot of jokes that were raunchy that they couldn't do because of the time frame. You know, because of like this, this certain time that they're in. It was like they had to change a lot of this, a lot of jokes that they had to change because they were kind of like, it was kind of like backwards thinking. It was kind of like old school thinking, you know, because like these guys, these are two guys in like their fucking 60s you know like you know? uh Arsenio Hall is 65 years old and Eddie Murphy is about to be 60 I believe I think he's gonna be turning 60 this year or something you know so but basically these are two guys in their fucking 60s 
you know, and they're going to think in an old timey fashion, you know, like, I don't know how to, how else to say it, but they're going to think like that. And so like, they had to have a guy like a Kenya Barris come in and, uh, cause Kenya Barris helped, I think Kenya Barris helped write the script. They had to get, they had to have a guy like Kenya Barris come in and have like that new millennium, uh, feel cause he's like in his forties or something, I think, I believe. So like he's kind of he's kind of in tune and in depth with the younger society and what's going on, especially being in Hollywood. You know he's 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 very in tune and in depth to that. So they had to do that. They had to put like the tinge of feminism in there. Um, there were some other things in here. Uh, they had to give uh, Leslie Jones. They had to give Leslie Jones a royal bather. You know, they couldn't have the, the female royal... They mentioned the female royal bathers. They showed the female royal bathers, but they did not show them bathing anybody. <laughs> you know, they just alluded that, that they that they bathed people. You know, so like they can't... Like they can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, you can't just show a woman butt naked cleaning a what cleaning a man you can't do that shit no more uh uh it's kind of it is kind of a double standard that you can show a man half butt naked doing what he was doing to leslie jones though but you know it's kind of it's kind of ass backwards to me you know it's kind of a double standard but hey we live in a world of fucking double standards like the fucking world is chain is has uh flipped on his end, Grain, blame your grandpa, you know, <laughs> for smacking his wife, you know, or whatever the fuck, I don't know, but, you know, blame him, you know, but, <laughs> for putting a foot up a woman's ass, I guess, now they, they, they're coming back with Avengers, and they want to give us a taste of our own medicine, they want to grab us by the balls, or whatever the fuck, but, um, yeah, man, like, there's just a lot of shit in it, there's just a lot of shit that they can't do, uh, but I thought the movie was okay, you know, if you got hang-ups about it not being like the first one, or they didn't do what they did in the first one, oh, it's, you know, if you got hang-ups about that, then, then that's on you, I thought it was, I didn't think it was as, I didn't, I didn't, this is the thing, I didn't walk into it, I didn't walk into this movie expecting for it to be better than the original, I knew it was going to be a lesser version of the original, but I still enjoyed it. I still had, I st- there were still some enjoyable parts. Um, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are kind of, they kind of play, they kind of downplay themselves. Uh, they just, they pretty much let everybody else go. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, who plays uh, the, the the bastard son of Akeem, uh, I, I didn't think he was that bad. He's kind of, he's kind of Kevin Hartish. He's kind of Kevin Hartish. The first movie I saw him in was Sorry to Bother You, which I love that movie. I love Sorry to Bother You. It's one of my favorite movies. It, it turned into like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like one of my favorite movies of the last decade to me. Uh, that and uh, Blind Spotting, like two movies that I I thoroughly enjoyed from the last decade. But, um, but yeah, when I saw Jermaine Fowler in Sorry to Bother You, I was kind of thinking that too. I'm like, he's kind of Kevin Hardy, you know, like he's, he's like, he's very Kevin Hardish. I guess you could say he's very Kevin Hardish. 
because uh, he even got it. He's even like fast talk like him, you know. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, me and my mom, you know, like we live up here in, in Queens. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, like he does that shit. Uh, he's like, hey, hey, you want me to go get what? From who? Huh? What? What? Come on, man. You know, like he does that like kind of like fast talking type of shit that Kevin Hart does. <laughs> but, you know, like he, he, he was serviceable. He was a, he was, he was a good he played a good lead he kind of looks like eddie they they did the sketch and they kind of made him look like eddie when they when they were showing like you have a son in queens and like they showed showed the picture and it kind of looked like eddie when he was young and shit you know i'm like he had a resemblance to him but i'm not saying that he looks like eddie murphy but he gotta had a resemblance but so like they made him look enough like his son you know to do that but to to um you know, but, um, yeah, oh, yeah, man, I thought he was okay, uh, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but, fuck, Leslie Jones stole the goddamn movie, I'm sorry, I know a lot of people think she's annoying, even people were talking about, oh my god, she's so loud, and she's so annoying, and, and that's your problem, I thought she was funny as fuck in this movie, <laughs> I was like, I thought she was fucking hilarious, her and Tracy Morgan, and I love the back and forth that Tracy Morgan has with Arsenio Hall's character, a semi, like they have a back and forth. That's and that's the funniest Arsenio is when, when him and Tracy play off of each other. Those couple of times that they play off of each other, that's the funniest Arsenio Hall is in this movie. A lot of he's like a lot of the time he's just sleepwalking through this movie. He's just him and Eddie as a king. Uh, his uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy's Akeem is not the same Akeem that you saw in the first movie. Uh, he's, he's, he's very, very downplayed, you know, he's not, oh, hi, how are you, I am Akeem, you know, he's not like that, he's just very, well, I'm going back to America to go get my son, you know, <laughs> and uh, I guess because he's, he's trying to play the character a little bit more downplayed, a little bit more regal, a little bit more, um, a little bit more serious because he is the king now, you know, he is the king. And so, like, I guess he can't be just just naive, dude, because you got to understand how young he was when he first came to America. He was young and naive. Now he's older and he's more experienced. So I guess that's why he had to play him like that. But he's very, like, he's very much in the background. He's very much in the background. Uh, this is really uh, Jermaine Fowler's movie. <laughs> this is really Jermaine Fowler's movie. Uh, he, he, he really, like, he, he's the breakout in this movie. I kind of do want to see more of him, you know. He's like I said, he's kind of Kevin Hartish, and that's probably that's probably what Hollywood's looking for. Who knows? I don't fucking know. But um, but yeah, man, I was like the standouts to me were uh, uh, Leslie Jones, uh, Tracy Morgan, and Wesley Snipes. I forgot about. I can't forget about Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was fucking fucking crazy in this movie. <laughs> He was batshit insane in this movie. But yeah, other than that, it was, it was a middle of the road movie to me, man. It was like I didn't expect it to be uh I didn't expect it to be better than the original. I expected it to be akin to the original, like like on a on a on a serviceable plateau with the original. I it it's an alright movie, you know, like well I watch it again am i clamoring to go watch it again no you know if, if, 
if I got nothing else to do and I see it pop up, I'll watch it, maybe. But, you know, but it's like it's not my it's not gonna be my it's not in my favorite movies of of, of the 2020s. It's not gonna be in that list. Uh, if I ever do do a list like that, uh, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that. It's not is is not going to be like something that we go back to like the original it's just not but yeah if i had to like if i had to give it a score i give it a three out of five it's passable it's fucking passable let's talk about wandavision now um we had that wandavision finale and i'm just gonna cut to the chase i'm just gonna cut to the fucking chase we did we, we saw like the, the, the agatha shit agatha harkness the, this that, that's basically what this finale was. This I'm gonna tell you what this finale was. This finale was the ending of a Marvel movie. Just like the last, it was like the last 20 minutes of a Marvel movie because it was just fight, 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 fight. <laughs> this this uh episode had the most fucking action in it out of every episode. Out of every episode, this was the one that had the most fucking action in it. It was just fight, 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 fight. It was like Agatha Harkness and uh, Wanda Maximoff just fighting in the air, doing magic shit. Vision fought White Vision. You know, they were flying through the air doing android shit. Uh, Even the kids got involved. Uh, Monica Rambeau got involved a little bit. Not as much. But uh, (laughs) they're they're saving her for later. They're saving her for something else, if you know what I, if you get my drift, so... I'm kind of glad they didn't just give her away on fucking Disney Plus, you know, because <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Monica Rambeau does. I I can't wait. But um, yeah, man, this this uh this um finale was I thought it was good. You know, it was it was a good finale. Like I said, it felt like the, the last 20 minutes of a Marvel movie where, like, everything came together and it was like, hey, let's have a final battle. Um, I just want to get into some things. When they revealed that Quicksilver, the fake Quicksilver, was Ralph and he wasn't Mephisto, I laughed my fucking ass off. His name is Ralph. His name is Ralph Boner. <laughs> Motherfucker's name is Ralph Boner. He's just an actor. It's not even Evan Peters. He's, he's, they just said like he was an actor named Ralph Boner. And it was kind of, I was like, yo, man, they just shitted on that Fox X-Men universe. They just shitted on the Fox X-Men universe like a motherfucker. And I'm laughing at it because I hate that shit. I hate the Fox X-Men. I hate it to fucking death. Because, like, there's only, like, maybe two and a half good movies in that whole fucking franchise. Uh, X-Men 2 is decent. And the the, 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 the part of Logan that I saw was, I you know, like, you know, like, Logan is oh, okay. I know I'm like, oh my god, Logan is the best comic book movie ever. No, it's not. <laughs> no, the fuck is not. Yeah, you know. I guess Deadpool will be a part of that universe now, but now it's in the MCU. So like, 
do I count Deadpool? Because Deadpool 2 wasn't even all that to me. But uh, <laughs> I guess I count Deadpool. And I love Deadpool. Deadpool is one of my favorite fucking characters. I'm not shitting on Deadpool. You know, but... <laughs> I was like, I loved Wolverine before they started shoving him down my fucking throat. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I was, it's just, I hate the Fox X-Men universe to fucking death. Because that's all they did. They shoved Wolverine, Magneto, and Professor X down your motherfucking throat. And even Mystique for a little... I would say Mystique, too. Mystique is kind of like... They shoved her down your throat a bit, too. And, like, they never focused on any other fucking characters. There was no focus on Cyclops. They, they're like, they gave, like, one movie of focus to Jean Grey. Uh, and they, they only, I like, they kind of gave focus to Jean Grey because they were trying to see if she was going to fuck Wolverine, you know, <laughs> you know? They didn't give any fucking, they didn't give Storm anything to do. They didn't give uh, any of the other characters anything to do. They had that shitty Colossus. Remember that, that guy that started playing Colossus in X-Men 2 on down? And then they figured out, yo, man, this dude kind of fucking sucks. And then Deadpool brought you the new Colossus. I was like, yeah, that's the real fucking Colossus right there. Uh, that's my Colossus. Uh, yeah, like, they that they had that shitty Colossus. Uh, like, they didn't focus on any fucking body else it was like they didn't focus on gambit they didn't they made rogue just this fucking emo ass fucking teenager you know what i fucking hate it i was just saying like i fucking hate the fox x-men i'm glad that kevin feige in the mcu shitted on that shit by giving us a fake Quicksilver from the goddamn Fox universe and said, yeah, he's a phony. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, he's a phony. Get that fucking Fox shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's basically what the fuck they did, and I love them for it. And I can't wait. I'm like, I'm so like, that shit gets me even more hype to see what the fuck they're gonna do with the X Men. Because if they're doing this to the Fox X-Men, I know their X-Men are going to be completely different. You know, they're going to be completely different. And I hope it's a good different. Because the way they shitted on the Fox X-Men with this shit, I was like, they better do something incredible with the X-Men. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> y'all just y'all, y'all put a foot in Fox's ass with that. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, man, I was I laughed my goddamn ass off. And I laughed when he wasn't Mephesto too. I was like, ah, he's not Mephesto. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Cause everybody thought, oh god, Ralph's Mephesto. Oh my god, Quicksilver, the new Quicksilver, he's Mephesto in disguise. Uh, it was like, yeah, yeah. Let me just get to all this shit. Cause like there were no fucking like uh cameos from big characters or anything like that. Let's get that through. We like, we got uh, Wanda fighting Agatha, she beats Agatha, she lets everybody go from Westview, um, she gets the, she gets her Scarlet Witch costume, uh, White Vision, a Vision, fake Vision, gets the White Vision, and 
uh, kind of like unbrainwashes him. We don't know where that white vision went. We'll find him later on in the MCU somewhere. Uh, Hayward went to prison. Uh, what else the fuck happened in that in that in that uh finale? Of course, uh, Wanda had to get rid of uh she had to get rid of the force field, the bubble. She had to get rid of the bubble. Uh, fake vision and the fake kids went away. You know, um, and fucking Wanda went to a fucking cabin and she took the dark hold with her. <laughs> and now she's studying the dark hold. Looks like. That was it, and um, and Monica Rambeau is going to space. She's going up to space with Nick Fury and possibly Captain Marvel. So, because a scrawl shows up at the end and t- tells uh, Monica, "Hey, they need you up there." So, space sword. I'm guessing that they're uh putting together a new team uh of Avengers. Whether where the Avengers is going, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like it because it looks like they're gonna be dealing with more space threats. They're going to be dealing with more intergalactic threats. Because I think Thanos put them on watch about that shit. That there's more shit out there <laughs> than what is on Earth. Because uh, the first... I, I would even think uh, Loki put them on watch with that. but Because uh, like, that was the first time they ever seen aliens. And they're like, what the fuck? Aliens? What the fuck? But, uh, you know... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but like in the second one, they, like, they fought Ultron. You know, like, he's earth-based but thanos was the biggest put on notice it was like yeah uh we gotta deal with this space shit you know <laughs> so nick fury was like nah we ain't gonna let this shit happen again we gotta we gotta patrol space now so i i guess he's putting together a new avengers team that's gonna deal with like intergalactic threat intergalactic threats i guess that's gonna be the new thing um, very optimistic about what's gonna happen with that very optimistic but um yeah man i was i was laughing my fucking ass off when none of those like predictions happened even my predictions i think i said like maybe blue marvel's gonna show up blue marvel didn't show up uh and i'm not mad about it there's people that are actually fucking mad about this shit they're like oh man we didn't get mephesto we ain't get Reed Richards. We we ain't get the X Men. We we, we we what's what, what's going on? Like well, Doctor Strange didn't show up to, to help Wanda fight Agatha and all this shit, and he didn't tell her to come with him and all this other bullshit. You know, those people are actually mad at that. Uh, but I laugh my fucking ass off at that shit. <laughs> I laugh my goddamn ass off at it. But. Overall, WandaVision was a good show to me. Overall, WandaVision was a good-ass show. There was, like, I think the last episode kind of dragged a little bit. I think episode two dragged a little bit. But uh, for the most part, I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So I'm going to get a two. So we're going to get, like, what, a two-week break? A two-week break until Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, come on Disney Plus, And then I'm going to start talking about that shit. <laughs> so you get two weeks of me not talking about marvel <laughs> for people that don't like marvel and want to watch this show <laughs> so you get two weeks of that but that's it man i'm i'll be back with uh, my review of who's the man after these messages All 
Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Who's the man? 1993. Let's talk about it. Um, first of all, you know how I like to start it off. I like to talk about how I saw the movie. Really interesting story about this one. Because uh, I remember annoying the shit out of my dad uh, to let me go see this movie. But he would not take me to go see the movie. I remember. Um, first of all my dad was not a huge rap fan (laughs) you know like he was not a he was not a fan of rap music at all he was funk r&b and uh some rock music you know you know pop and uh, like pop music you know like he was not a he was not a rap guy at all you know (laughs) i mean like i I would listen to like jay-z but uh and my dad I remember having a conversation with my dad because <laughs> like Jay-Z because like this is when like Jay-Z I think hard when hard knock life was like big I think this is like around like the time when like hard knock life was big and hard knock I think hard knock life came on the radio I, I want to say like my dad was like picking me up from school or some shit and uh I think like hard knock life was on the radio or some shit and like and it like crossed over to like the pop stations or some shit um and like hard knock life was like on, on on pop radio and my dad was i think my I remember my dad said oh yeah i like jay-z he was like i like jay-z and his nice clean raps he's a clean rapper and i was like oh boy only if you knew <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like jay-z's not a clean rapper at all he talks about selling crack dad <laughs> a lot but uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah man i was like but yeah like i would i would because like mostly i would like listen to rap i would kind of like listen to rap behind my dad's back <laughs> really <laughs> like rap was rap was my hip-hop was my thing you know like it was that was the thing i solely got for myself but uh like like i i did not really listen to rap in front of my dad you know like because he was not a rap he was not a rap guy uh but yeah that, but that was the first reason why we why i couldn't go see who's the man because my dad's not a huge fan of rap music and secondly i think the only place that uh who's the man was showing was at the joy theater and if you value your life you don't go to the joy theater <laughs> you know <laughs> like because motherfuckers get shot at the joint theaters <laughs> so there was no way i was going to the joint theater like my dad was like fuck no <laughs> we are not going there uh so i finally saw it like years later on cable that's how i saw the movie i think i saw it on like tnt or tbs or some shit or you know and even then, it was like a wa- more. It was like a watered down version of the movie, you know. So it was like, you get your mother freaking a over here, you know, or some shit. <laughs> you know how they do that. You know how they fucking uh, dub curse words over and shit. It was like I saw that version of Who's the Man first, and then I think I saw it like on like Cinemax or some shit, and I saw the real one, and I thought it was all right as a. I think I saw it when I was like eleven. I think the first time I saw it when I was 11, I was like, uh, yeah, it's okay. But, 
But anyway, yeah, that's how I saw Who's the Man. The first time I saw it, like, was, like, years later at, like, 11 on cable. Let's get into the, let's get into, like, some, uh, technical shit with this. Uh, first of all, the movie was, uh, directed by Ted Demi, who was the mastermind behind Yo! MTV Raps, which is why this movie looks the way it looks. Uh, I'll get into that later, uh. The screenplay was written by Seth Greenland. I didn't think to look up Seth Greenland and see what else he did. So, Seth Greenland. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 50%, which I think is way too high for a movie like this. I'm like, dude, how did Boomerang get like a 40? I think Boomerang got like a 40 like in, like something in the 40s and, and who's the man got a 50 i'm like boomerang is a way better movie <laughs> than uh who's the man but i couldn't find how much this movie cost i couldn't find the budget for this movie anywhere i went looking i tried to go i went on like box office mojo i went on wikipedia i went i tried to i typed in google i tried to google it to see where else i could find the how much this movie costs but i couldn't find it i found the uh box office gross on a uh, box office mojo uh the movie grossed 11 million dollars and only grossed 11 million dollars but it only showing it was only showing on like 900 screens you know so they really didn't get they really didn't give this movie a fucking chance to be honest you know <laughs> but let's get into the plot uh the movie stars uh dr dre and ed lover who are the host of yo mtv raps as two bumbling barbers who get in, uh, who get talked into joining the police force by their boss. When their boss gets murdered, they decide to take the law into their own hands. They want to go and find this killer. Like I said, this movie is basically Yo MTV Raps the movie. That's basically what it is. You got the host of Yo MTV Raps. You got like the uh, the, the the creator of Yo MTV Raps as the director Ted Demi. And if that name sounds familiar, he also directed Blow with uh, Johnny Depp and Penelope and Penelope Cruz. He also died from Blow, <laughs> so <laughs> so he has a lot. He had a lot of experience with Blow, but uh, you know, so <laughs> you got that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this is basically uh, Yo MTV raps the movie. Uh, in 1993, rap wasn't as big as it is now. You know, like it was, it was still kind of like an underground thing. You know, it was like either it was like black people liked it and white people who were like who wanted to be on the fringe. You might say liked it. You're like you were on the fringe. You were like alternative if you like uh if you're a white person who like hip hop music. But uh yeah, like I said, like it wasn't as big as it is now, and I feel like uh and I feel like uh that's the purpose of this movie was like to the purpose of this movie was to like bring rap into the mainstream you know like it was trying this movie was trying to bring rap to the forefront but it did that so much that it sacrificed the storyline you know like like there is a there's supposed to be a plot because there's a plot of like i said a11 dr dre become cops uh the boss i think the boss doesn't want to sell his barbershop uh and he gets murdered because he doesn't want to sell his barbershop because there's a guy uh, named Demetrius who's trying to like gentrify uh, 
Harlem. Is it Harlem? He's trying to justify Harlem. Uh, I think they succeeded with that, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I think they did succeed with gentrifying Harlem. But anyway, um, but anyway, yeah, they're trying to gentrify Harlem, and he won't sell. Uh, uh, their boss uh, won't sell his uh, barbershop, so he gets murdered, and the barbershop gets blown up. And so that's when uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover want to go find the boss's killer. But they they just they sacrifice so much storyline because uh, like there's so much other shit that gets thrown in here you know because like i'm like this movie's all over the place because it's just like rap cameo after rap cameo after rap cameo and it's just like it's just so fucking unnatural uh some of the actors they some, like some of the actors some of the rappers <laughs> act unnatural especially run dmc because like run dmc are in here as like uh detectives and they're fucking terrible they're terrible fucking actors oh god i was like fuck uh, but uh <laughs> i see why because like i could yeah you could kind of tell like a lot of these rappers were like oh shit we get to be in a movie and they was like this could be my big break to cross over or some shit like that you know because <laughs> ice cube had done it uh, a couple years before with Boys in the Hood and they were like shit if Ice Cube could do it I could do it Tupac was doing it you know like and they were like if Tupac and Ice Two, I, I, uh, Ice Cube could do it and then uh, Ice T's in this movie and Ice T had uh, done it also too so like there were a lot of there were a lot of rappers looking to cross over into acting you know so like I guess they thought this was their big break but a lot of them can't fucking act, you know, <laughs> a lot of these rappers can't fucking act, they're terrible, I mean, like, some of them can, like I said, the best one was Ice-T, but that was because he was already in a fucking movie before, you know, <laughs> he was already in a movie, and, like, he's, he's, he's got a little bit of experience, I mean, like, you go back and look at New Jack City, he's not the best actor in that, he's not the best, but he's, he's, he's compared to all the other rappers in this movie, he's fucking Lawrence Olivier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's fucking, he's fucking, uh, Robert De Niro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's the best actor alive <laughs> in, in, in this movie, uh, like I said, Ice-T's the best one in this movie, um, they try to give Salt from Salt and Pepper a lead role, they try to give her something to do, and she's fucking horrible, she's terrible, you know, like, like every like she delivers lines like she's reading them you're like she's like like it's like they gave her cue cards and you kind of see her like like you can kind of see her eye like kind of looking over too and she's just like yeah why would you do this you're ruining my show you know (laughs) because she's supposed to be like a fashion designer or some shit she's like i wouldn't talk to him if i thought he was dirty or some shit you know you guys are ruining my business. You know, I was like, she's fucking terrible. Ugh. Oh, God. I'm looking at my notes right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Dennis Leary's in this movie. Dennis Leary's in this movie. And he's, Dennis Leary's fucking annoying. He's fucking annoying. That was a part in here that did make me laugh because he's so fucking annoying. Because my, my wife was watching, watching a little bit with me. A little bit of this movie with me. And there was a part where, like, he started stuttering, and that was kind of funny. 
but both for the most part, he's fucking annoying. He's just—it's just him getting in Dr. Dre's face, talking about why he calls himself Dr. Dre. You know, why you call yourself Dr. Dre? Are you a doctor? Do you have a PhD or you know, all this shit? You know, like it's get, it gets old. It gets annoying. Like they try to make it a running joke and it just falls flat. It fell flat the first fucking time. It's not going to work a second fucking time <laughs> or a third or a fourth. You know, so like just give it the fuck up. Give up the joke. It's not working. Um... That's one positive thing I gotta say about this movie. Like, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover are charismatic. They're charismatic as fuck. Like, they got charisma oozing out of their fucking buttholes. But, uh, it, 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 it's not enough. It's just not enough. You know, it, it's just not enough. That's all I got to say. There's nothing more I can fucking say about this movie, man. Like, like I said, like, sacrifice the storyline for just fucking rapper cameos. And just... Dennis Leary's fucking annoying. Salt is a horrible actress. And Dr. Dre and Ed Lover are the best parts of this movie. And oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, like, Dr. Dre is not the Dr. Dre you're talking about. Because there's a lot of people that probably haven't seen Who's the Man. They're like, Dr. Dre was in a movie? It's not that Dr. Dre. <laughs> it's not uh, uh, the chronic Dr. Dre. Okay, it's not that Dr. Dre. It's uh, Dr. Dre the DJ. That's it. Uh, but. Other than that, like I said, uh, not a not that not that not that good of a movie. I'm sorry, like it, it's it's down it's downright not fuck it's downright fucking terrible. I'm sorry, <laughs> I try to be nice, but it's downright fucking terrible. If you want to see a better movie that use uh, hip hop cameos in it, go watch Juice. Go watch fucking Juice because they got Queen Latifah in there. Tupac's the lead. He's great. Um, you got Tretch in there, you got EPMD in there, you know, like, like I said, Juice is a much better movie when it comes to hip-hop cameos, a much better fucking movie, uh, like I said, like, and, and it's one of my favorite movies, oh, that's a, that's a, I think, I think that might be a running joke on this podcast that Juice is one of my favorite movies of all fucking time, you know, <laughs> I love fucking Juice, I gotta get around to fucking reviewing Juice, I might even bump something off my list uh for this year to review juice because i just juice is just too special i just i just want to save it you know like i just want to fucking save it because juice is too fucking special to me (laughs) it's too fucking close to my heart i love fucking i love that fucking movie um but anyway yeah juice is a better fucking hip-hop movie than this uh i give it a one out of five that's my score join me next week when I review 1995's Mall Rats. See you guys later. Peace.